This episode is brought to you by HP+. In a world full of smart devices, isn't it about time your printer got smart too? Now printing is smart with HP+. And the HP Smart app is how it all happens. You can print from your phone with just a tap, no matter where you are. Even from your garage slash home office slash yoga studio. Huh, that is smart. HP+. Learn more about smart printing at hp.com slash smart. Today's guest on Pain in the Pod is podcaster Annabelle DeSisto. Annabelle has a hilarious podcast called Adderall and Compliments. She's a – I'll try that again, Adderall and Compliments. She's a writer, comedian, entrepreneur, and a single cat mom of three living in L.A. Annabelle previously wrote for her comedy idol Joan Rivers on Fashion Police, and she's currently writing for Page Six. On her podcast, she discusses pop culture, mental health, The Real Housewives, of course – politics, crystals, and anything and everything in between. I attended Annabelle's live show yesterday here in D.C., and I have to tell you, she's more gorgeous and funny in real life. Annabelle, you're my first in-studio guest. Thank you. That was the nicest <laughs> intro ever. I might steal that intro for my own intro of my own podcast. Okay, perfect, perfect. Please do. Because I am shocked that Erica Jane has not seen me yet. So that podcast, can I get licensing to this? Yes. Okay, Yes, perfect. I'll give you the licensing. Yes. Okay, I think I can afford this. <laughs> You can have zero of the zero percent. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I know. It's so fun. Now, for people that haven't listened to your podcast, explain it's how the majority it majority of the world. No, no, no. There's lots of your kittens out there. So uh, tell the people who haven't heard it how you started it. I started it out of depression and a Kris Jenner-esque stage mom <laughs> of my mom, Nancy. I used to do stand-up years ago, and then I went through a really terrible breakup with – sorry, am I screaming into the mic? You are not. Okay. I never – I'm Italian, so my my family and I, like, our regular level is, like, talking in, like, a stadium, like a football stadium. Sure. Like, that's sure. – screaming is, like, my regular sound. So I yes. want to make sure I'm not, like, blowing out your listeners' voices. You are not. Okay, with my raging stripper voice. Okay. <laughs> um, as long as that's not that. Okay. I used to do stand-up years ago um, just because nobody would give me an audition. Like, I never wanted to be a comedian. I never wanted to do stand-up. Um, I just wanted to act and, like – Nobody else felt like I should be doing that. Um, so nobody would let me perform or give me an audition. So stand-up is the only thing they kind of, like, let everyone do. As long as you, you know, pay your two-drink minimum, they'll let you get up on stage. Yeah. Um, so that's how I was able to perform. And so I was doing that, and then I went through a breakup with um, an unemployed 38-year-old comedian who had just um, a room full of uh, Slurpees that were growing mold, like a science experiment. And he broke up with me. And so that really threw me for a loop. And so I got really depressed. I gained a bunch of weight, and I stopped performing or literally, like, leaving my apartment. Um, So I hadn't performed in a really long time, so I just started writing, like, a blog trying to do jokes on, like, recaps called Adderall – like, and my blog was called Adderall Compliments from, like, a joke tweet I did, like, years ago. And so I was just doing my blog, and I had been on my friends, uh, Stassi Schroeder from Vanderpump Rules. I had been on a few of my friends' podcasts, and a few of the very, very kind people <laughs> were like, oh, you should try doing your own. And I was always – I was always too scared to do it. I bought the equipment. I had the equipment for, like, five months just perfectly inboxed. Thought about doing it, tried to do it once for about two hours, never even got through the full introduction of like, welcome to Adirond Compliments. My name's Annabelle. Like I never even got to my name part. I'm just so frustrated and nervous that I threw the equipment. I was like, I'm never doing this again. And thankfully, my mom in her Kris Jenner 
um, <laughs> thinking was like got out the equipment and she was like, no, you're doing at least one podcast. I don't care if you do another one, but you're doing at least one. Made me do it. And then out of my kind of like her Joe Jackson-esque <laughs> like fear of like – and, um, you know, confidence building, I just – kept doing it and it was a way for me to like perform and talk to people without leaving my house which is the dream is getting to talk to people without having to put on a bra or pants sure and that was I was like oh my god this is so much fun and so easy and that's I didn't think it would be you know two weeks let alone two years it just had its two year anniversary oh my gosh so it's in its terrible twos um <laughs> and so that's a very long answer to that's why I started doing the podcast was <laughs> kind of out of um, crippling depression and kind of agoraphobia. Well, your your mom and your dad are obviously your biggest fans. They're I met them yesterday, and they're both so cute. And your mom is hilarious, and I love when she comes on your podcast and talks about how she's happy to be in California so she can get her weed. Um, yes, my yeah. investors are. I could not ask for two better people. Yeah, to be in my investors in life, they are so incredible. They are. Truly TV sitcom characters Absolutely. in their own right. Mm -hmm. My dad, who now refers to himself in the third person like he's Erica Jane. He is no longer – he used to be Ralph DeSisto, the contractor, and then RJ on stage. And now he is just the RJ. He has the added RJ. the in front of it. Mm -hmm. And that is who he is now 24-7. He is my opener. If you <laughs> ask him, he is the headliner. He, and he truly – it's not an act. He really does think that he's the reason why I have any listeners <laughs> and that they just support me long enough till he's on the next episode. Well, sure. And then my mom is, yes, the number one stoner besides uh, Snoop Dogg. And <laughs> she is – yes, she is incredible. And so, yes, they, they are both legends in their own mind. Sadly, I did not get any of that delusional self-confidence. Instead, <laughs> I have crippling, <laughs> crippling low self-confidence. But they are, yes, they are probably the best. They are the, they're the most entertaining part of the show by far. They are so funny. Now, okay, also for people who don't know, explain how you came up with this name, Adderall and Compliments. Now, if I remember correctly, it's because you said these are your, your two favorite things. Yes. yes. I, those are my two favorite foods. Oh. <laughs> they feed me the most is Adderall and um, other people's approval. Uh, compliments feed me. That's – that's if as long as – I could survive on a desert island as long as there was somebody else to give me validation. Right. And the Adderall, it, it is obviously a joke. But you do take Adderall because you have ADHD, not because yes. you're like popping the pills. Oh, no. That's just uh, alphabetically the first on a very long list of pills that I am on. <laughs> It's just, um, well, butrin and compliments doesn't have quite the same ring no, to it. No. Or it lamotrigine. It's a, those kind of – um, Adderall compliments rolled off the tongue better. Zyrtec and compliments. Yeah. yeah so great. Um, but by far – but by my lowest dosage, my lowest dosage technically. Adderall? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, the others are in the hundreds. So. <laughs> um, now – on your Facebook group, sometimes you post weekly. You post uh, the request that you've gotten to join the Facebook group that people just want to buy Adderall. Yes, yes. Where you say specifically, this is not a podcast about Adderall, and we don't sell Adderall. And then people will say, "Can I please buy some Adderall?" Yes, I had to make the um, Facebook group private just because uh, when it was not because it's not like Fight Club where it's like yeah. we only the people in um, Adderall compliments can talk about Adderall compliments. No, we had it public and. People just kept writing on the wall, like, who is selling Adderall, how much? And then I realized, of like, oh, people think, like, Adderall and compliments is just kind of a way to get 
through the like Mark Zuckerberg filter of selling drugs on a public page. Right. Um, so then I had to make it private. And I the only request to join, the only questions are pretty generic of just like this. I mean, it literally says this page is not about Adderall. We do not sell Adderall. This is not about ADHD. Why would you like to join this page? So many of them just say Adderall. I want to buy Adderall. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, the thing is these people really are suffering because they couldn't even focus enough for two seconds to read, to read that this is not about Adderall. We do not sell it. Or they think it's some like code to throw it off of like, we don't sell Adderall, wink, wink. We just say the word Adderall right in the title. I wish we sold Adderall. Yeah, I mean, I, I, if anyone on the page already wants to start selling, please. I mean, please. I just, hope they give, as long as they give me a discounted rate, I would love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who knows how long my insurance will last. <laughs> now, you were doing this solo for a, for a while, just, mm-hmm. just Annabelle by herself. And then now you're with, are you you're with Dear Media? Is that right? Oh, yeah. Um, I thought, yeah. Um. I am with – it used to just be me and my girlfriends and I would just pay um, a person online to upload it because I, I don't even have um, a YouTube like login. I'm so technologically stunted. I'm basically like if you ask your – like when your parents hand you your cell – like hand you a cell phone and they're like, how do I work this? Yes. I'm that level kind yes. of. Okay. Um, so I had no idea literally how to record or upload anything. Um, so, yeah. So just recently, I believe it was like in March that I got on um, a wonderful network called Dear Media that is run by two people who I really, really admire, not just um, for their aesthetics because they are truly like the best looking people I've ever met in my life. So it's kind of a shame they do a podcast because you can't yes. see them. Uh, Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick from – uh, she has a blog called Skinny Confidential, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and they have their own podcast. They're married now called the Him and Her Skinny Confidential podcast. And I just mi- admire them so much like business-wise. And I mean, I'm by far and away not a lifestyle blogger or I'm terrible at taking pictures. But she's just – she started out in that and they're just so successful in her drive and everything. Um, so they created their own podcast network and they oh, ha- wanted okay, okay. an all-female-driven Network, so there are no males. On. The only male is um, Michael. Okay, but yeah, I I was so honored to be like asked to be a part of it. So yes, yeah, so now I'm I am part of a network, which means I have a studio, which I've only recorded in three times because I'm absolutely terrible in studio. <laughs> this is a studio. You're doing great. I mean, in my own, I'm a disaster. I do not believe that. I guess I'm just mostly comfortable in – and I love your studio, by the way. This is like a very professional – this is like a panic room. Oh, like, yeah. I feel That's very what, safe. Who knows what's happening in the outside Yeah, it's yeah. completely silent. There is like not egg crates, but that kind of styrofoam. Yes. It's almost like a little bit of like – Oh, what's the place called, like, in prison where they, like, put you in and it's just – like, solitary, solitary confinement? It's kind of sure. like a more positive, like, soundproof solitary <laughs> confinement <laughs> where it's just a white room that I'm in with two lovely people. Um, but, yeah, so I am now thankfully part of a network so I don't have to keep paying somebody to do it. That's awesome. And so Jackie Schimmel's on Dear Media, Dear Media right? Yes. Right. I, she's, like, one of my comedy idols. I love her. I, I love her, too. I'm hoping to get her on, so fingers crossed. Now, I first heard you on Stassi's podcast, and sort of this sort of is what my podcast is about. Is so many podcasts I heard about through other podcasts, and I just want to say snaps to you. I'm so proud of you for starting a podcast. I am so excited that you are. I cannot wait to hit subscribe and leave you a like, leave you a review, and I'm just so proud of you for starting it. Oh, I think it's you. so awesome. 
Well, I um, so I first heard you on Stassi, and then sometimes you have been on uh, a background character on Vanderpump Rules. So how did you? Yes, how a did passing, you meet did you... a passing background character that they really would not ideally like to have in the background as. Unfortunately, you don't see behind the cameras as the producers are screaming at me to get out of the way. <laughs> there was some pool party a while back, and I don't know what I don't know what. Oh was God, happening. it was yes. yes, that was when Sheena was still married to uh, Shay, and they had that very confusing joint double, party. It was a double joint surprise party where Shay thought it was a surprise party for Carter, yes. and Carter thought he was doing a surprise party for Shay. Yes. So they both knew that they were walking into a surprise party, but they both thought it was for the opposite one. So I don't really know how it was that much of a surprise because they both knew that they were like yeah. going into a party. Yeah. It was very – I was not there to like figure out the details. I was just there um, basically to see if we had any birthday cake, which that's the <laughs> one thing that sucks about a lot of birthday parties in L.A. is that no one eats cake. No, they're probably like, here's some – Almonds. So, yeah, yeah, when I'm just like, where's the birthday cake? And we're like, we have cupcake-flavored vodka. And I'm like, oh, that was really the <laughs> only reason I came <laughs> was for real food. But, yeah, that's been a hard lesson. That, maybe that's one of the biggest differences about living in L.A. There's really not the fun, regular food. No, yeah, well, yeah, here in D.C., you know, we eat a it's lot. like, what's the point in leaving the house? Like, I thought I was... You thought there was going to be something special on the other end, but instead you got yelled at what's by the, the pr- What's producers. the purpose of living another year if there is not a cake to celebrate it? I mean, a cake or a cookie. A cookie cake, a cupcake, anything. A cookie cake is even better. Or... A cake... I would settle for a cake pop, anything. <laughs> How about an ice cream cake? Li- anything, anything that has, like, cake in it. Okay, okay. I'm all for an ice cream cake because then you're kind of getting both at the same time. Yes. I love an ice cream cake. Yeah, I do too. I, and plus with how fast I eat – an ice cream cake is ideal for me because most people's complaint about ice cream cakes is that they melt too fast. Oh, no. I am like a marathon eater. I am like one of those Japanese like hot dog eaters <laughs> where they can eat – I'm in a contest. I'm in a race against myself. We're no, <laughs> I'm the only one who loses. But I am like the fastest eater in the world. It's um, very alarming. Okay. You're, I do not believe you. Okay. So – I'm sorry. Your point was that I was – I'm completely just rambling on your podcast. No. I also had like half a mimosa, which is more than I normally drink in like <gasps> eight months. Yes. So. You get nuts here in D.C. Yeah. I just It just brings it out in me. I I'm just, mean. And you did get heckled by a, um, a homeless guy on the way in. Yes. I I almost thought <laughs> he was your producer. Well. Yes. He was kind of – he, he was showing me where the building was. And I was right. like – no. You know, that could have been your producer who was just wearing, like, the Yeezy collection, you know? Yeah, I don't think that guy was I wouldn't Yeezy. be able to tell. Like, that's what – I mean, that's literally what all of Kanye West's, like, clothing line looks like. Yes. Where I was like, he was ushering me into the right right, right think, way. Yeah, he wanted to come in, but – He's no, already I mean, a fan. Yeah. <laughs> He's he, a great public speaker. I suggest you having him on as a, as another guest. I had seen him go by, and then another guy came by just, you know, wearing He's honestly socks. probably way more entertaining than us. <laughs> I don't think so. I was like, oh, Annabelle, come over here. I was like, oh, sidestep that guy. So um, left turn. We're going to talk about, well, maybe not a left turn. Maybe it ties into the guy we saw on the street. Um, you talk openly about uh, mental illness a lot on your podcast, and you you, you talk about it in a funny way. And Thank you that, for calling me funny. <laughs> that, that's, that, I think that helps a lot of people to be like, first, I'm not alone. And even if you have something one considered minor, ADHD or anxiety, it is really nice and my favorite murder does a good job of it as well where they talk about it very openly and honestly and like 
regular people, everybody's got something. Yes. And your podcast has been, I think, so supportive in your Facebook group. There's so many people that reach out when they're saying they're having a hard time or something terrible happened. And it's just like immediately 50 people will write back like, you can call me, let me help you, you know. And I think that that's a, a testament to you just being so open and honest, even like how you started the podcast was like, I was in a depression, so I did something to lift myself up, you know? Thank you. That like is the greatest compliment ever. Like besides telling me I look thin, like that's yeah. um, like that. You seriously have no idea how much that means to me because and, and it surprises me every every day like that we really do have the nicest place on the internet that it's like become like bigger than me and also I honestly thought nobody would listen to this podcast I thought it would be like me and Nancy and I wasn't even sure about Nancy just because (laughs) of how she like that she even knew that there was a podcast app on her iPhone right you know so I was like it's just gonna it's like it's just gonna be like me talking to you on the phone like no one else is gonna listen to this which I really thought and so to have this Adderall compliments kittens face like Facebook group where it is the truly the kindest place on the internet because the internet is so wonderful in so many ways but also so terrible in so many ways because yeah. it's just like you can go there and kind of scream like the meanest comments just kind of out into a void right. and like never have any like repercussions coming back at you. Right. Just troll. Yeah. And so it's just to have a place on the internet where people are so um, vulnerable and everyone around you is so – like these people who you don't – who you technically like probably haven't met yet in person but are so supportive and they have each other's numbers and it's become like way bigger than me where like they kind of – like they formed their own friendships and groups and one flew to Ireland to go meet her friend she met in the group and like – yeah, it's incredible. I'm just so thankful that people are feeling less alone because in that group and like just in general, even if you're not in the Facebook group, you realize it's like the majority. I have yet to meet one person and that's not just out of my like agoraphobia <laughs> that like I that has not had some – that has – that does not have a mental illness to some degree. Sure. Everybody has something. It's just like nobody's family, family is normal. Everybody's got – something, you know, when people talk about, oh, this perfect family that you see on Facebook. Well, you know, for example, that guy that just, um, you know, killed his pregnant wife and two kids, uh, and, you know, and they, they were like, everybody said, you should have seen all their Facebook posts and their life is so perfect. I'm like, no, nothing is perfect. Nobody has it perfect. And so it's it's very, very, it, it's great. So when you're kind of going through things, we're all kind of going through it. And then someone in the group will post that they're going through something and just Everybody jumps on board to help. Yeah. I don't know. It's really – It's really nice to see everyone on social media. Like that That I think is such an honest place and that there's no judgment and especially about people write really – you know, really write personal things that, you know, people write about like having miscarriages. People write about having to like – or, you know, miscarriages, abortions, like every, like divorce, cheating, like everything and some things that are really, really personal and that, you know, other places you would be – you know, like attack, you know, people would write like negative comments for it. And I make it very clear, like if anyone writes anything slightly negative on this post, mm-hmm. you will be blocked. Like other yeah. other groups are like, if you write something bad about that podcast, like I don't care about that. Like if you target anyone in this group about something personal. And the thing is, truly, that has never happened. Everyone on the posts are so are so supportive or like here's my number I've gone through the exact same thing right and just people can go there and not feel so alone because whatever and it's also like 
the most positive kind of WebMD because, like, now that's kind of what I use for it. Because WebMD, whenever you go on, you're like, oh, I have AIDS and cancer and I'm already dead. Mm -hmm. Like, when you're just searching any topic. But when you go into, like, the Facebook group, somebody else has had it. And we have so many doctors and, like, real job, like, lawyer. Like, somebody has a job or has been through that, done it, has had it done to them, whatever it is. And they have, like, some girl found out that she had a brain tumor and is (gasps) getting treatment because of – the comment it's like incredible. Wow. And it's just I just love that it is such the group is so much nicer than I am. The group is like a like I could have never dreamed to have such an incredible group of friends. It is and you know you could tell with your parents yesterday especially your mom is running around like hi hi and like meeting meeting everyone and she you know they're so cute. And so that sort of goes into yesterday at your show, you had a, a whole merch table, which was great, that your aunt was manning in her tie-dye shirt. And so I, would ask, yes. <laughs> I asked your aunt, I said, now tell me about, you know, these crystals. I'm assuming she was wearing tie-dye. She would know. But she, Oh, Aunt Marla? Yeah. She didn't know. She was like, you have to ask Annabelle. I was oh, like, yeah. what crystal can I get to ensure my podcast success? And I'll wear it in my bra like Annabelle. And she, <laughs> was, like, she was like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I would have brought you some. Okay. Then I'll send you some. Okay. Yeah, poor Marlette. They came in like their flight was like delayed twice because of the dick holes. Air Force One was oh. so. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to like. Well, <laughs> I'm it, like I'm getting political on your own. Po- I'm sorry. That is so fine. somebody is somebody who shall remain nameless who yes. normally just golfs and destroys um the world. Yes. Um, his plane was landing. <laughs> yeah. And it delayed all the other planes. Oh. So she came in like super late. But yeah. So bless her heart. Thank God she came in. But yeah, she. The tie dye was misleading. <laughs> you normally trust somebody who's mis. Like, how everybody was so shocked about, like, Russell Simmons, like, you know, being a sexual predator. We're like, no, he does yoga. I don't know. You just trust people who do yoga. You're like, no, that's – no, they're so spiritual. No. That came as a shock. He was married to uh, Kamora Lee Simmons. Yeah. So so Baby fat. So, yeah. So surely he couldn't molest anyone. Yeah. Like, it's just the – yeah, the yoga, the tie-dye. It's misleading. Yeah. Now, here's my question about the crystals. Spencer Pratt, I think that you are – singularly responsible for bringing bringing a Spencer back. Wow. That is... I do. That is a huge honor. Because you started talking about him on your podcast and you're like, listen, people, if you are not watching him on Snapchat, you're missing out in life and we can't be friends and you have to... So I was like, okay, I'm being bullied into it. Fine. So I started watching him on Snapchat and I was like, okay, this is... I didn't know I needed this in my life, but... Now he's moved back out. Of, he was I don't know where he was living, but he's moved somewhere, and now they've got this podcast. Oh yes, they, they were living the in Santa Barbara. Yes, and now they're back in the Palisades. But yes, I, I, I don't give my I have you know I, like I said like crippling low self esteem, so I don't give myself a lot of credit for much. But I will give myself credit for I really should be a talent agent. I don't know why I've tried to be talent this whole time because I really I'm much better as a talent agent. Like I saw Kim Kardashian organizing Paris Hilton's closet, and that is not a joke. <laughs> I saw her, and I'm like, she's a star. How? How did I ca- you know that? I ca- like I just like I and that was before she that was when she still had all her like Armenian baby hairs. That was before the sex tape. That was before everything. And I'm like, she is it. And I people like thought I was insane, like for other reasons, but I just thought it was because I'm like Paris Hilton's closet organizer. That's where it at. That's They're, the girl. That's the and girl. And people are like, what? And then later I'm like, this is the girl I've been telling you about, the one who came out with her own sex tape. I told you. Yes. And so it's like when I saw like because everybody used to hate him, right? Because only everyone knew him from the hills. Who and he yes. was one of the most despicable yes. characters on reality TV. Villain. That just yeah, universally, it's not even like you know Bravo villains. Like there are still some stands. 
you know, no. there are still some yeah. – like one of the kittens who I met in Atlanta, she was like, even if Bethany – this is her quote. Even if Bethany Frankel shot somebody, I would still defend Bethany. So whose team are you on, Bethany or Carol? And I was like, of course I'm on team Bethany. Like, what the fuck? Like, I'm like, no, of course I, I love Bethany. You're like, you're going to shoot me if I'm yeah, like Carol. I like, no, it's yeah. Bethany, you know, skinny girl all the way. Like, <laughs> but everybody kind of universally hated Spencer. So starting to watch his snaps, it's like I'd only known him from that and then seeing him be – like, he was the only person I had ever seen with crystals also. Even when everyone still hated him, he was the first person I saw with crystals. And I thought, I was like, what the – what a lunatic. So then following him and seeing him with his crystals and him dancing around Taylor Swift and him feeding – the saga of the hummingbirds. Yes. So because, cool. So like, cool. Because we saw it when he was just obsessed with the hummingbird nest. And then he rescued that one. And then when half of the – like, when uh, – like, may he rest in peace. Like, uh – Rat came and ate yeah. um, one of the eggs that he had been, like, nesting. And so he was so worried about this. <laughs> like, he had one hummingbird egg left. Yes, I remember. And, like, saving it. And that's what he – and he named him Alan when the, yes. you know, egg finally broke open. And I then forgot about Alan. He, like, yeah, released yeah, yeah. Alan back into his uh, back into his yard. And it was, like, this whole yeah. saga. Like, how everyone was waiting for that giraffe to give birth on Facebook. It's like this was what we were all waiting for on Snapchat. We were waiting on Alan. And it was just seeing how he's just – it's almost like he's had like a lobotomy or like a soap opera how there's like the evil twin and the good twin. Yeah. Where he's just a completely different person. And I was just like, people, you need to start watching him. And so many people, like so many of the kittens support him. And now he's just like come back on so many different things and the hills is coming back. And I was just like, I don't care the reason he came back. I don't care. Like who I'm just happy that he is back. And I am so excited like to see him. I mean, I just have no idea how it's going to be like because he's a completely different human. Right. I mean, he said – I just listened to the podcast you just did with him. And oh, he said, you. Yeah. He said – he goes, I'm I'm not going to do any of that fake stuff. And if they ask me to, to fake a scene, I, I'm just going to say no. Like he wants it to be a real reality show, not like a fake reality show. The yeah. thing is because he is legitimately so crazy and I mean that in like the yeah. best way where he doesn't need to like fake anything because him being just himself is like – interesting enough. Right. Yeah. We're not even in a negative way. Where him and Heidi, when I told like when the first time I did a podcast with him, which was two years ago, like, and that was like one of the first podcasts he ever did because he was so used to still then people hating him and oh, people sure. having him like on an interview to like make fun of him or hate him. Uh-huh. Right. And like on my podcast with him, I asked him one Hills question at the beginning and it wasn't even about I was just like, so about the Hills, I'm gonna only ask you one thing. Mm-hmm. And it's what everyone else has asked has asked you. And I could tell in his face he was like, oh, that it's fake or that I'm yeah. – and I was just like, what happened to the jellyfish? That was the only thing I, <laughs> I – that was the only thing truly I cared about about the yeah. hills. And then the rest was just about him and the hummingbirds. But it's like people were shocked to find out that him and Heidi are still together. And the right. thing is they have lasted over – I mean they've been together over 10 years. He's like, obsessed with her still. And the thing yeah. is I'm like they are truly like so, so in love and obsessed with each other and like mm-hmm. they're each, they're each other's entire world. Like I've – it's like very – I've never seen a couple like that. Like where they're so immersed in each other. Yeah, and it's sweet. Now they have the – now they have like Miracle Baby and Gunner and it's just – yeah, it's just so nice to see where he is – yeah, he, I mean he is crazy in like the best way in the most positive way. Well, I'm going to ask you about a podcast you did with Ronnie, who I love from Watch What Crappens. And the best. He's the funniest human I've ever met in my life, hands the two, down. The two of you together, I mean, so funny. I would love to, to go out with you guys and sit and just, just you know, have a drink and listen. Ronnie's truly the funniest human I've ever met in my life. He is still my dream husband. And that oh, is because he that is, is a dream. That's because he is 
so funny and he just watches Bravo and he's gay and he's handsome. So he could just yeah. – I could just sit in soft clothes with my hair up and no makeup and yeah. we watch Bravo and he never wants to have sex with me and we can just – like that to me is a dream husband. That's that perfect. is my dream marriage. Like that's, that's my Heidi and Spencer marriage. He probably just want to order um, you know, Uber Eats and hang out. Exactly. Yes. Like yes. that's all he wants and my mom is obsessed with Ronnie also even before she met him. She gave him the very important job of she's like, he's going to give the eulogy at my funeral. And I was like, <laughs> wait, what? And also, Nancy's going to live way longer than me and Ronnie, both of us. And she's like, no, I want, I want Ronnie to give my eulogy at my funeral. Not you. No, no, no. 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 Oh, okay. I also, my mom wrote her own book in her mind. There's oh. nothing. She doesn't even own a computer. But she, she's like, no, I, I wrote it and um, outlined it in my mind. She wrote her own book. I am not one of the characters. She named a character after almost everyone in my life. Even one of my uh, friends, Ooh. my friend got the main character title, yet their Annabelle, an Annabelle character, was not in the outline. And I asked her, and she's like, oh, I didn't even think of it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so Ronnie is uh, Ronnie's in charge of giving the eulogy at Nancy's funeral. So speaking of podcast guests, are there any podcast guests you've had or any stories you could tell us that, like, it turned out just, like, to be a total shit show, like, way worse than you expected. Or reverse, you thought, like, oh, how's this going to go? And then it turned out to be great. Oh, I mean, the housewife one. I mean, When you think, like, oh, God, I'm nervous about this podcast. I don't know how it's going to go. I really, in my mind, never thought it could go there. <laughs> like, I never thought it could be as bad as it was. Well, for for my listeners, I'll say she interviewed a certain person and – the person cut her off before she could do the intro, and then after she did the intro two, three times, she then cut her off again and told her she was terrible at being a podcaster and that maybe she should pick a different profession, and then she just kept saying, but I'm trying to help her. Yeah. Well, I was stuck in a room slightly larger than this, and it's like I don't – you know, I don't know manners. You know, I didn't go to Cotillion. You know, I'm just – you know, I grew up in South Florida, like the – you know, trashiest place to grow up possible. So I, don't, I guess I don't know the proper etiquette. Um, when you are in the corner of a very small room and somebody has told you that, like if you are then supposed to leave or if you are supposed to s- stay in that corner, I – yeah, that was um, that was kind of like one of those – I'm not sure if anybody remembers. I'm so old. Like there was like that MTV show called Boiling Points where they would put people in like really terrible and comfortable situations to see if, like, somebody freaked out. And, like, the longer they went, like, for every minute, they got, like, $10 or something. Okay. That was, like, a anytime something really bad happens or something really awkward, which happens a lot in my life, I'm just very bad at interacting with humans. I still always think it's, like, part of a prank show because I'm that narcissistic. And I'm like, I'm on TV right now. Yeah. <laughs> where, like, I still always think it's on camera. Well, that, I'm like, situ- that situation, the way you described it, I would have thought, I'm being punk. Where I'm like, I'm yeah. on camera. I'm going to remain very calm and keep turning so my best side is showing. Yeah. And I'm going to get a lot of money. And like Howie Mandel's going to, you know, pop yes. out and was like, you won this much. Because yeah. um, I can't be like, this isn't really happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that was. That was the one that turned out. That was the one. And sadly, still not the worst part of. And that was on my birthday. All right. Yeah, it was and on your birthday. That was on my 29th birthday. And I um, thought for sure that would be the worst part of my birthday. That uh, that would be the worst part of my week. And sadly, that truly wasn't. That was. It was such a shitty week that New York was. Yeah, New York was um, definitely a PTSD type moment. I'm going back October 11th to see Watch What Crap Ends. Oh, so I yeah, should yeah, get yeah. like 
you know how they make those thunder shirts for dogs? Maybe I if I if there's a thunder shirt for humans, I should wear it as soon as I touch down in LaGuardia because it's just <laughs> the hauntings of. Oh my gosh! Well, I know. Speaking of New York, I, I heard you say yesterday that you were planning to move to New York. Now, when did you decide to make this move? Because I said to somebody in the photo line, I was like, I must have completely missed that information. Oh, no, no. You are um, – it was very manic as I make most of my decisions. Yeah. No, it just – it's something that I've always wanted to do. And I know that – I mean, that's like everybody. It's like I've always wanted to move, you know, New York or LA yeah, or me somewhere. Yeah, me too. But since I was like little, I remember going to New York and I remember crying every time I like – would be at the airport like leaving even and that was when I was in delusional in a different way where I thought I was talented enough to be on Broadway. Well, you are. Well, that is why my AOL address, my first one was Broadway Bound 417 of course. at AOL.com. I still have not canceled it. So if anyone wants to email me, um, but it's like I for sure I was like, I'm gonna be a musical theater, not thinking like I cannot sing and I cannot dance, um, but I'm still gonna be in it. I just always wanted to live in New York, and that's always where I, like, felt like I was going to be in my, like, spirit and everything. So I'd always cry every time I had to leave. But, yeah, it's just – it's something that I have always wanted to do. I never imagined living in L.A. That's something – that's not something I ever, like, wanted to do. I always thought I was – wanted to act. Like, I was like, I'm going to be an actress. But I always thought in New York doing theater. Right. Because I'm so obnoxious. My features are so big. It's, like, too much for camera is what I like to say why I haven't booked a job of like, I'm just too much. Yeah. My eyebrows are too big to fit on screen. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm much be- much better suited for theater. But it's just every kind of major thing in my life that has been out of a super, like that has caused me to go into a super big depression or something that I felt like was a failure in my life. Like not getting into FSU, not getting into a public uh, school in Florida. Yeah. In Florida, like the yeah. – and I'm from Florida, so I can say that. Um, so to be rejected from that, I was so embarrassed and that kind of led me to go into radio, to go to interning radio and that's what made me move to Seattle was to intern there. Oh, yeah. I forgot and then Seattle, Seattle yeah. I went to a Tony Robbins seminar and I'm like, I'm moving to LA. <laughs> Didn't know what I was going to do there. I – if I – it's not like I'm going to do it when I'm older. It's not like if I wait another year, like, OK, that's going to make me do it. Right. You may that's as well you're, – you're, you're young and you may as well – been like I'm not – today is the youngest I'll ever be, <laughs> again, is you're getting it right on this podcast. Yes. And it's like – but most importantly, I think the last three psychics have all told me that my soulmate is in New York. So – That makes sense. When three psychics tell you that, how can you fight with that logic? How can you fight with that scientific proven logic? I, I'm with you. Because I'm – I mean, well, all of them, they're like your soulmate isn't here. And I'm like, on Earth or – in LA, <laughs> like, on the continent, or like what is what is <laughs> happening? Um, and so I just, I'm, I'm just ready to move to New York. There's always been something really big in my life that is like kind of pushed me, where the universe kind of shuts off everything or turns my life upside down, where it's like forces you, yeah, pres- to do something yeah, it else. presents itself, and you're like, okay, this is shouting at me, and I should just do it. Yeah, because yeah. unless I get uncomfortable enough to do something, yeah. I, you know, I won't. So it's it's just – it's time and I love – I have much more of a jacket body. I'm not – I don't have like a bikini body. I'm much more of a coat person. So. Sure. Me too. Me too. I love I love a, I love a duster. Yes. So uh, I'm like – At least I rent a duster. Yes. Yeah, so I'm yeah. not like – I love hiking in the beach. I've been to the beach twice. I've lived there for seven years. Oh, I've also been on four dates and I've lived there for seven years. Um, okay. Now, this is going to be a, a random question. Then we're going to wrap up. But now, why does your dad hate Matt Damon? 
the question for the agent. <laughs> I mean, he hates him. He truly – my dad hates Matt Damon with the fire of like a thousand suns. Like Matt Damon, like, tried to sleep with my mom. <laughs> like, it is insane, his level of hatred towards Matt Damon. And no one can really understand it. I still don't understand it. And when I try to ask him, he's like, don't get me started. I'm like, no, but, like, what started? Like, but we want to know what got you started. Right. Where'd it come he from? He just truly, truly hates him. And one of his reasons is that Matt Damon claims he's from um, – Dorchester in Boston and that he's that he's technically from oh I forget where but it's like outside of Boston and he he's from a suburb and your dad yeah, doesn't that like that he says RJ Boston. doesn't like that he says Boston because he um and I'm like but you don't live in Boston anymore and like, he claims it he claims yes it. but he he acts like it's tattooed on his like forehead does he feel the same about Ben Affleck he does he also hates Ben Affleck but not as much as he hates Matt Damon and he hates his face. He thinks he's <laughs> unattractive. He thinks he's untalented. He thinks that he um, stole that Oscar. He just – he truly hates him and says if he ever saw him in LAX, he would go up and punch him in the face. Oh, my gosh. Which um, is a – you know, I mean, it's very possible to see celebrities at LAX. The only celebrity I've seen to date at LAX is the Target dog, which to me was very exciting – because it literally – he still has the target spot. Yeah. It's yeah. like – it's still like – it's red, like painted. So oh. It's for sure the target dog. Like they make it a point to be like – Dog abuse. This is the target dog. Yeah. And we were on the same flight and he was in first class in his own row. I'm not kidding. And like having to walk by the target dog. To like go to, to go bathroom. sit yeah. and coach <laughs> while this dog is just looking at you. But he's a star. He deserves it. He has like such charisma. But yeah, I. it is a question for all times. One of our listeners even sent my dad a – cut out a folding like cut out statue of Matt no, Damon no. that I brought to a live show and the you don't know how mortifying it is like I would have been less embarrassed if I was carrying like drugs like in my, inside of my body to be stopped <laughs> at TSA to for them to unfold something because it was like covered in a box that was and I was like oh no it's just like a it's just like a cardboard like thing a prop. and they're like well no we had to unroll it we have to set it up and it's not- inside of it. And I'm like, oh, no, no. It's just like it's just like a stupid like like cutout. And I'm telling this in front of the LAX security where there's, there's this whole line behind me. And I'm like, oh, no. It's just like it's really stupid. And so they're undoing it. And like I look like a psychopath. Can you imagine if you were behind somebody in security and they had a life-size cutout <laughs> of Matt Damon that they were traveling with as that was their carry-on? And I was like, and they're undoing it. And like the woman who was like had who was in charge of TSA, who was like our, who was like super sassy and like not having me. And I was like, she was unrolling it and the look she was giving me. And I'm like, but no, I, I'm not even a Matt Damon fan. The thing is, like, I'm I don't even like Matt Damon. I hate him. I hate him. And like in the video, because I was like, it was so embarrassing. She goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> doubt it. Like she, because I'm like, it's so embarrassing. Be like, I don't even like him. Meanwhile, they're calling like the LA police. As to meanwhile, a I have a life-size cutout of Matt Damon. I'm like, with my luck, literally Matt Damon would have been like walking through right. LAX as I have a cardboard life-size cutout of him and been like, this is my one piece of carry-on is my life-size Matt Damon. 
That's hilarious. And it's kind of, who is it that hates Matt? It's Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel? Is it, yes, Jimmy that hate, Kimmel. That hates him. It's like a joke. It's a running joke. He doesn't really hate him. But yeah. um, whenever your dad, like even yesterday, he talked about, you know, what movie has he done? And, you know, uh, and then your mom's screaming out, he built the zoo. <laughs> no, it was the Martian. Uh, I was like, poor Matt Damon. He gets, uh, he gets, he's saving people with water. And you're like, who cares? Yeah, RJ's just like, so what water? I give people water all day. <laughs> now, do you plan to do more of these live shows? Yes, I hope so. If I can, um, I feel like I'm pulling like a Bernie made like a Bernie Madoff's level scam of like tricking people into coming to these live shows. Um, but I like you were there. You did you like you it was, had it was okay super fun. I didn't know if you're like after this. I am asking you for a refund of twenty. No, I'm not. And actually, I had bought two tickets, and my friend was supposed to come, and her dad got sick, and then my daughter was supposed to come, and then she's a teenager, so she just couldn't you know couldn't be bothered to get out of the bed. So I came by myself, and you know. I don't really mind going places by myself, but I was kind of like, ugh. Ended up, of course, chatting with people that I knew from the Facebook group. And you, when you say come by yourself, I mean, completely there were three people sitting next to me that were there by themselves. And it was great. It was great. Yeah, majority. Yeah. It's like that's what I love so much is because I kind of feel like at – I don't know how to say it correctly, which is probably why I'm not a writer anymore. Um, But like at one point in our lives, like we were all like – the people who were like weren't allowed to sit at a certain lunch table, mm-hmm. like in our lives, like mm-hmm. a like kind of like collection of broken toys, and now we're all like in different points in our lives, but we all have kind of experienced the same thing of like either social anxiety or bullying or whatever, and it's just such like an inclusive group. So going anywhere by yourself is like scary. I like almost brought the homeless person in with me. I'm like, I'm so codependent. Come with me. Um, but it's like, especially as a woman going places by yourself is that adds like another level of anxiety. Anxiety it does. And uncomfortableness to it, which is why I always want to make the shows. I always have them during the day because I make that – I feel like that's easier and more like, apo- like approachable and less like giving anxiety. And also just going from my feelings, the later something is in the day, the more I have all day to dread it and think of excuses of why not to go. Sure. Like if I have a plan at night – by like nine o'clock, I'm like, oh yeah, I agreed to do that thing. By twelve, and I'm like, eh, I don't. And by five o'clock, I'm like, nope, mm-hmm. not going. Can't so go. I feel if I go, if I do it early in the afternoon, yeah. that people haven't have time to like give themselves excuses yet. They haven't been awake long enough. To, but it's just yeah. like these are all people. Like when I meet them, like when I see you, I'm like, oh my god, I talk to you every day. Like I talk to the kittens, which is like what I call like the the listeners and the people in the Facebook group. And it's like I talk to them more than I talk to like. I don't want to say like real people in my life, but people I have met in person mm-hmm. in my life. Like I tell you guys stuff before I tell people in my like yeah, yeah. own life. Like half the people are like, wait, you had depression? I just thought you were like went away for five months, you know? <laughs> and it's just like I tell you guys like everything because you guys are the ones who I speak to the most and I like look at the most. Although I only see like the one profile picture. So right. it's like I only think people look like their one profile picture. You think I'm always going to be in a blue dress. Yeah. I only, yeah. I only think like that's their outfit. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, it's just – it's a whole family. So I'm like, please come by your like come by yourself because I promise you it's not really coming by yourself. You were with a whole community of people who feel the same way, who you've talked to. And it's like a really fun just like – it's like a hangout. It totally was. I hope this wasn't terrible. I completely hijacked your podcast and just you, the verbi- point of the podcast verbally vomited. Uh, on you. No, the point of the podcast is to learn about the podcast that we listen to and the podcasters and how they got started and how it works. And so, on that note, I always ask at the end, "What podcast do you listen to when you're not listening to Adderall and compliments?" Of course. Well, by this time when it comes out, I will be 
listening to your podcast since oh. it will be out yeah, and I'll be able to subscribe to it. Yes. So this is before it comes out or else yes. it would be part of my answer. Okay. <laughs> um, a podcast I listen to religiously, I'm not kidding, is Watch What Crap Ends um, with Ronnie Karam. Like that's – I honestly think the only podcast I listen to regularly – and I just – I will listen to a podcast – I will listen to an episode on repeat until he puts out the next one. Or like Rose Pricks, which I didn't even watch The Bachelor. And it sounds like really creepy. <laughs> like, well, because it's, it's just, about The Bachelor, yeah. Um, But I just – I just love Ronnie so much just personally. He's been such a great friend to me, especially in the past few months. Um, And I was such a fan of his like before that. But like – We have to mention Ben too. Oh, yeah. And I always feel – I always feel bad. I don't want people to think that. I don't think Ben – because Ben is equally like hilarious and so kind and so sweet. The two of them. Um, right. But it's, I met Ronnie first, but so I never want people to think. But Ben and Ronnie together, I think, are the most like comedically dynamic. Like their, like their dynamic together is so incredible. Like it's just perfect. And I saw them and I've seen them in live shows. I'm going to see them in October in New York. So yeah, that that is the um, podcast I listen to the most. I should listen to like self help podcasts or like productivity podcasts or spirituality. Um, no, but instead I'll just replay the same. Um, housewife episode seven times <laughs> until the next one is posted. I uh, my daughter sometimes who's fifteen listens with me to your podcast or Jackie Schimmel's because she thinks it's you know the most funny thing on the earth. Oh my god! Yeah, they, so. Oh, I've it scares me that I hope she hasn't picked up any of my words. L- listen, if she didn't pick them up from you, she picks them up from me. You know, we say you know th- these are these are words we don't say all the time. I call people dick holes. Dick hole. That's that's a good one. You know, she hasn't she hasn't caught up with that one yet, but maybe after this one, maybe she'll have a new maybe. word. Maybe. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. That's what, if I can. Yeah. So I can get the youth of America to start using. Want her grandparents to be proud. Yes. <laughs> Vocabulary is such a lost art now with the younger generation. They're just into texting. But yes, I feel like. Oh my god! Way to go, mom! With your <laughs> teaching your kid bad words. No, no. But she does love to listen to those because it's you, know, you guys are younger than me, and you know she thinks you're funny. And um, I'm so glad that younger person likes me yeah she's 15 you know yeah she does you know she'll thing say is now like isn't that like that it's like i'm back in middle school i'm like i'm i hope a 15 year old likes me yeah. <laughs> like it's just there's such a hard crowd thank you very very much for coming oh are you thank you so much for having me i hope you're going to enjoy your time here in dc and i feel like this is my first in-studio guest i feel like i'm like a little butterfly i'm sprouting my rings and, and you're helping I am me so proud of you like when you're like my producer has a heart at it too which i promise i probably have oh nope i've gone way over looking at his class i'm so sorry i was late um i'm so sorry richard to your lovely producer but yeah this is a such a professional operation i'm not kidding for a year and a half i carried my shit in a in my purse and like hooked up and i'm like the you could just hear my cat like screaming in the background <laughs> this is so professional i'm like really so impressed well like, i take no credit i just drive over here and come in but yeah like wow i am so i am so impressed <laughs> well thank you so much for doing it and everybody listen to adderall and compliments and do you want to tell people where they can find you on twitter and whatnot yes if you could please follow me on instagram at annabelle de um you don't even have to like any of my pics just follow me like just but like but you, and you can pl- i mean i would love if you like my pics but yes if you just please follow me man if i could get up to that flat tummy t numbers <laughs> who that would just be a dream so <laughs> what, about di- what about diffy eyewear Oh, I mean that's I mean that's at the top of the pyramid. Yes, yes, yeah. You know, I'm just trying to go level level by level, but please can <laughs> please or and um, make sure you subscribe to Adderall Compliments on iTunes. Okay. Thanks, Annabelle. Thank you. Thank you.